Hello and welcome to Batcast 66. It's the podcast where we watch an episode of the 60s Batman show every week and then talk about it. Or every other week, excuse me. Um, Today, we're talking about Batman Season 2, Episode 6, Barbecued Batman. As always, I'm Kendall. And I'm Scott. This is, uh, the title alone is a weird one, right? Yeah, uh, I forget what the first one was, off, was offhand, the first title. But, you know, usually they're like a rhyming couplet. But I remember this one, like, yeah, the Minstrel Shakedown and then Barbecued Batman. Like, that's not even a slant rhyme. Yeah, I mean, there have definitely been some stretches. But, uh, oh, yeah, they haven't all been, like, winners, but... But, yeah, this, they didn't even try. Which, yeah. like, yeah, maybe, maybe they're just giving up. Because looking ahead... There does seem to be another one coming soon that just doesn't even try. I've looked ahead just in general to help plan out some of the stuff we want to do, but I didn't pay that by kind of attention. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking ahead right now. Well, before we really get started, I want to ask listeners to forgive my voice. Uh, much like Scott, a couple weeks back, uh, I now have COVID. I think you sound all right to me. Good. Should we just jump right into it? Anything else before the episode starts we want to talk about? I guess let's just get this over with. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, you know, just like, subscribe, tell your friends about Backcast, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do that if you want. That'll yeah. be fun. That's going to be more interesting than this episode was, I think. I, I feel like I like this one better than the last episode. Really? I like the last one way more than this one. Uh yeah, I mean, maybe just because it was over is why I like this one more. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I, I think I know why. I we'll, we'll save it for the end. Let's go through this one. Maybe you'll sway my mind, but... I mean, we'll see. You know, as we last left the dynamic duo, they're being uh, roasted like a pig on a spit while the minstrel just watches. And I thought this was interesting because, like, Usually, the bad guy will put them in a death trap and then leave. But this guy is a little bit smarter than that. He just, like, wants to watch these two people get cooked to death. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, talked, we talked about it last week. Like, again, this is the second time in a row with the end of episode cliffhanger is, like, Batman and Robin being, like, cooked by a villain who's not, like, necessarily, like, cooking-themed. But, um... It's just one of those things where it's like, uh, uh, what a we why, why does he even have that? Oh, you know what? I guess a spit's relatively medieval because, like, his like lair is like a living room with like stables and like other like Renfair stuff. Yeah, it really makes it seem like he just like was like a criminal with like a good plan, and then he's just like, oh, in this town you just need a gimmick, and he just like happened upon this place. Because yeah, yeah. him him being a minstrel only like slightly plays into his plan in this yeah. episode, and I feel like even, it didn't at all last episode. Well, they tried to explain it last episode. Where like for some reason, like music and electronics like operate on like wavelengths and stuff, and it's just like I didn't really buy it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's at least, a at least he bullshit. does more sonic related things in this. Yeah, but he doesn't even have to be a minstrel. He could also have been like. I'm a jazz trumpeter or something, you know? 
a jazz trumpeter. At least Archer was like had some Robin Hood elements to like his plans and stuff until he didn't and became until pirate. he didn't. But, <laughs> until he just like gave up. Yeah. Good thing uh Batman had landed some bombs earlier. Yeah, I remember he was doing that last episode. He just was like throwing things in the hallway before they went through that door. Which like Wow, really thinking ahead. So I know in the, the last the Catwoman episode, I really liked how they set up the thing that lets them get out of the trap in this, but like that felt kind of organic. This was just kind of like, there's no way he would have known when he did that, like what was going to happen. I, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like, like, this, like that janitor lady was there. Yeah. This felt like as much of an ass pull as it usually as like the worst ones usually are, like springs yeah, and boots and stuff. This one wasn't even like clever or silly yeah. like that. Yeah, just like oh, they made a distraction, then they just kind of like broke the thing that they were on and got out. Yes. So yeah, uh, these <laughs> bombs go off, and the minstrel and his goons go running off. They're like, oh, what the heck happened here? And, uh, yeah, Batman and Robin, like, break their, they, like, knock the the spit off of, like, the contraption that's holding it and manage to get free. And, yeah, we get maybe the earliest fight scene ever. Yeah, it's, like, almost immediately, like, the, the they, they come back, they're, like, realize there was a distraction. And then Batman and Robin just start clobbering everybody and it's a, you know, not a monopia fight. Yeah, and they kind of just beat the crap out of the what are their names base in trouble and yeah. octavia yeah yeah base in trouble are the two guys and they have a base in a trouble on their shirt and octavia like octave uh is the the mall so yeah they win the fight the minstrel gets away and like uh, it's just so weird here like they're like oh man the, the minstrel got away but at least Robin's like, oh, at least we got the goons or something like that. And Batman's like, oh, no, they're getting away. But they're like still there. Just like walking up the stairs and Batman's like, oh, don't bother. Yeah, we don't need the riffraff. I'm like, they're still criminals. Yeah. Like that felt really out of character. It's not like they were part of a bigger plan, which does sort of happen, but not those two. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, they're helping the big fish. Like, don't you think you should just, like, bring them in so you don't have to fight them again? Yeah. I yeah, really they usually bring was... in the henchmen in past episodes. Yeah. Like, I've seen them do that. I just want a, a little bit of a better explanation. Um, yeah, and none. But yeah. Octavia goes to turn herself in. Mm-hmm. Because Batman's so charming and everything. And I, I hated this scene. Batman's just like, oh, well, you seem to have learned your lesson. So. Yeah, you're an innocent girl. Here's your purse. And stuff. But like, it goes on forever. And it's like, I know I've been on the record many times in this podcast, like the Henchwoman becoming in love with Batman is like my least favorite trope in a very trope heavy series. And uh, it would be one thing if it wasn't like every fucking episode. 
Like it's almost every single one. It's like the only ones that's not. It's like the Catwoman ones, and like, I, so I was it, it was going on and on and on, and he just lets her go, and I'm like, I I this is leaving a really. It started off in a really bad place for me. Then it was between those two moments that just happened. Yeah, God, it's it's pretty bad. So yeah, we we learn here that Batman is essentially manipulating this girl yeah into like leading him to the minstrel because yeah she she because they still don't know where he's like broadcasting from because if you remember from last episode he's like broadcasts his demands over the the television yeah so yeah she goes to the broadcasting station and like tries to convince the minstrel to turn himself in. And the minstrel's the one who's like, Oh, Batman just let you go. And then like dumps out her purse and is like, You're being like, yeah, trapped. You, yeah I actually really appreciate because he's supposed to be this electronics genius that like has Batman, like he's one step ahead of Batman at every turn. I was like, Okay, at least he did that. And I was like, At least Batman like had a reason to let her go. But he had no reason to let base and trouble go. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like if they just didn't show them sneak off and Batman and Robin like specifically not get them, I would be just like, oh, they escaped. Yeah, like, me too. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this one does suck more than last week's. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll talk about it more as we can go. Um so yeah, Octavia, I I do appreciate that she's upset about being Yeah, she's like Batman played me or whatever she said. Yeah. Uh so yeah, after this we cut to police headquarters. And this is another scene I didn't really care for. Yeah, and it also goes on for a really long time. I just wrote in my notes that the scene about the scene that Batman's a menace. Yeah, so Chief O'Hara is just like, you know, we haven't heard anything from Batman. And then just immediately jumps to like, Batman and the Minstrel must be in cahoots with each other. Yeah, I was getting like seeds of Harvey Bullock here, splash J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just like, why would you jump to this conclusion? Like, he's worked with Batman like, Side, literally side by side in some cases for years uh, for at least a year like a season's worth of television uh and it's not like the minstrel's been like kind of uh like they were doing like the penguin thing where like they're kind of framing him for like crime stuff like so, you know to turn opinion against batman but like it just was yeah. weird but like gordon's like going on about like what paragons of virtue they are and how like they're the only thing that like saves Gotham City and stuff. I'm like, you guys are the cops. <laughs> you should have a little more agency than just call Batman. And O'Hara does say, like, oh yeah, like my police force that I'm the chief of. Yeah. Like they're they're right beside Batman and Robin. Yeah. And like they're not, but I appreciate him like kind of interjecting that. But yeah just so weird so weird that he's just like especially after all that stuff where the penguins framing them and yeah they're just like oh yeah these guys 
they're up to no good. Yeah. But yeah, they uh to to reassure both O'Hara and the viewers uh wavering faith in the dynamic duo, they just call with an update. Yeah, Batman is like, hey, we haven't talked to you in a minute because we had nothing like concrete to report or whatever, right? Yeah. Which, you know, I guess makes sense. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I really didn't like that scene. How out of character for him. So, you know, remind me at the end of the episode, I want to see, like, if this writer, because I feel like this writer has written another episode, and I wonder if, like, there's been any other, like, wavering like instances of like wavering faith in in Batman. You know, you got me thinking. So I was looking up uh, Chief O'Hara. His name's Chief Miles O'Hara. Because mm, uh, I was kind of curious. So if he was ever like in the comics, some. But there's a Chief O'Hara in Mickey Mouse comics. Um, and then there's uh, in the com in the Batman comics, there's Chief Clancy O'Hara. Apparently, he's the first victim of the Hangman Killer in Batman Dark Victory. But I'm pretty sure that was. Maybe like a, a small reference to this Chief O'Hara. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know. Me neither. Uh, the mention oh, got a, a new... Pl- oh, go ahead. Oh, there's a female Chief O'Hara in the Lego Batman movie. Ah, fun. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't remember that. Anyway, sorry. The Minstrel. He's got a new plan. Oh, yeah, which he says is like Plan High C or something. Yeah, I think they referenced it in the first episode. Like, oh, they're like, oh, no, not high C. So, um, yeah. These goons. He's gonna, like, it's apparently a plan that will, like, end the world if he doesn't get what he wants. Which I think just, like, he plans on collapse. Collapse. We find out he plans on collapsing, like, the stock exchange. Uh, which would have bad consequences on the world, but, you know... I'd like to think if one building falls down. Yeah, uh, it'll hit other things. Like, I don't know how good he is. He can just make it implode, you know? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, on an economic scale, if this one building falls down, will, like, society collapse? Oh, no. Like, they say it's the stock exchange building. We only ever see, like, I don't know if that means the stock exchange is in there. But, like, I... To be, I don't know how the actual mechanics of like the stock exchange actually work, especially in the '60s. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know, but like the stocks don't really like stock stuff doesn't affect like average Joes like you and I, you know. Like, well, I think most people would go about their day to day life. I mean, if the if the economy imploded, it definitely would affect people like you and I. Well, yeah, but like you know, but like people can't trade stocks. I don't know if this would destroy the economy, because like the the money you own, like you own in stocks, are theoretical until you sell them, and like stocks are physical pieces of, at least back in the day, were physical pieces of paper you had. So just because you can't trade them in one place doesn't mean they don't you don't still have ownership of them. Yeah, and then like we know that New York City exists in this universe, like. Yeah. But is there a stock exchange there? I mean, that's the where the stock exchange is in the real life. Like, yeah, but just like, are there two? Like, what's up? 
I, I don't know. Because Gotham City is both its own city. It's everywhere and nowhere at once. Yeah. So, like, it's but got yeah. mountains. It's got, like, the ocean. It's got... It'll probably have a gorge that Batman needs to jump at some point. <laughs> um, I did think this was interesting, though, because, like, this is kind of the first time, uh, with the exception of the movie, that we haven't uh, haven't watched yet. But we haven't done an episode on at least. Yes. Um, that like they're like, oh, the world is at stake. Yeah. When they were like, oh my god, the world's at stake. I was like, what is Plan High C then? <laughs> is it like High C, like the music note, or High C, like a pirate thing? And we're doing that again. He's gonna flood the world. Like at like S E A high C. I think it's it's the music note. No, it definitely is. But when I first watched him, like, yeah, how's whatever he's gonna this guy's gonna do, like destroy the world. But yeah, maybe so, maybe every maybe the world has stone stock in something. And if they destroy all of that, then all economies everywhere go out of business. Yeah. That seems like a design flaw to put all of the, everyone in the world's eggs in one basket like that. Well, here you know. Such is life. Maybe that's the the commentary they were trying to make. Um, but yeah, so the minstrel somehow is like causing the stock stock exchange to like shake. Yeah, they get all like the board of the stock stock guys there. They just, I think they just call them the board. And Batman and Robin and uh, Gordon and O'Hara are there. And then, like, the building starts to shake like an earthquake, but Batman looks outside and realizes, like, oh, nothing else is shaking, so it's just this building. He's, like, he's... He immediately, like, knows what happened, where he's using, like, the ventilation system as, like... I, I forget the, the techno babble for it. But, like, it was something with, like, sound waves, where, like, where he could, like, cause the building to shake and maybe shake it to death. Yes. So, Batman, like... Is like, okay, if we turn all the power off in the building, there's no way he can, like, you know, broadcast his signal. So they go through this whole thing. They, like, rig up all the power to, like, this one big old Frankenstein switch. Yeah. And they turn it off. But he still, like, is able to, like, broadcast his demands. Mm -hmm. and this leads batman to suspect that the broadcasts are pre-recorded now i didn't really pay attention to the broadcasts so i don't know if they're like referencing things as far as i could tell no yeah i mean i suspected they might be pre-recorded because like batman just crashed their studio and he had to escape well no he didn't crash the studio. He crashed their lair, which was separate from. Oh the yeah, yeah, that, that is right. Is the the studio was bugged? That's right. Because I thought the bug was going to be like lead Batman to there, not just to listen to them. Like it was more of like a tracking device. Yeah, I also was expecting that, but um, yeah. so I figured I, I thought they might have abandoned that place then, but it was obviously still the same set that he was recording from. So oh, no, you know what made me suspect that. It's almost immediately when Minstrel escapes after the fight, there's a recording of him like in that studio, like being like, oh, Batman and Robin is like taunting them or whatever. Like, oh, like it maybe he had a thing like if they did escape, which is good. Point oh, let's see. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He is prepared for anything. But I don't think that was the intent of that. I think that's just a reading of it. So then Batman's like, oh, the minstrel must be here among us. And then just like goes up to this guy and it's just like, it's you. It's like, I know, but like we see like, it's clearly the minstrel's actor like in a suit walk in. Like the audience knows he's there. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, yeah, shutting off the power doesn't work. He's still able to, like, broadcast his stuff. The minstrel's there all along. Yeah, and then he summons his goons, which is just, yeah. like, 40 guys now. Like, it's like the serving staff and stuff that were there. Yeah, he's like, base trouble, and all the rest. Yeah, well, Batman's kind of, like, got him by the lapel, and, like, Batman doesn't just clobber him real quick. Yeah, I mean... Because Minstrel doesn't fight. He said that earlier. It's beneath him. Yeah, and maybe it's beneath Batman to hit somebody who won't hit back. I guess. But yeah, then there's another, you know, the classic Batman brawl. Yeah, so we get another fight this episode. Chief O'Hara gets punched right in the beginning and is just, like, knocked out on the floor the rest of the fight. (laughs) Yeah. You can see him in the background. Yeah, and then maybe you can explain what happens next. Yeah, I'll try. About a bat particle accelerator. Yeah, I forget what they said with that like sparkler box that he had in the first episode, what caused him to like be stunned. But they're like, yeah, we put a bat particle accelerator, whatever, in our costume so that won't work again. And then they just handcuff him and he's gone to jail. And I felt like this was halfway through the episode. Like something else is going to happen, right? Nope. Yeah, they just punch out all of his goons, and yeah, what the hell was that sparkler? I totally forget. I totally forget, too. (laughs) Um, Let me go back to my notes. But like a particle accelerator? (laughs) That Uh, seems insane. I I don't know. It doesn't doesn't say. Well, I remember it being like dumb the first time around, so I guess it was just going to have equally as dumb a solution. So yeah, they succeed in capturing the minstrel that man was that man was one step ahead the whole time finally we fast forward into the future and bruce and dick and Aunt harriet are in the living room the yeah bruce and room. bruce and dick are doing like 40 chess yeah like one of those chess boards with like four layers and uh a news broadcast comes up that says like the minstrel is being transferred to Gotham Penitentiary. We've got an exclusive interview, and they just let him on TV with like a loot, and he does like sound abilities. Yeah. So here's all right. This whole scene. So first off, Aunt Harriet is just like pretty upset. Yeah. She's like, there is no way that this guy is a criminal. Like he's too handsome and too good at singing. Yeah. Which is just like, dang. That's really shallow. If we use that logic, we're in we're in deep trouble, Aunt Harriet. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then on the broadcast, they're like, Oh, you got anything to say, minstrel? And you know, he does the typical like villain, like, you know, I'll get you, Batman and Robin. Yeah, so he does it like in a sing song thing, because that's what he's been doing when he does his broadcast and stuff. We mentioned like the first thing he says is wait for the jailbreak, and I'm like yeah what they think it just was like i don't know uh 
I think society has a, a, a reckoning of like, yeah, like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get out of jail. I'm like, it's no big deal. <laughs> and I'm going to just murder all of you. But then like, I love like the camera pulls away yeah. from the minstrel back to the newscaster who's like, like really upset and disturbed by what the minstrel just said. He's like, oh <laughs> God, it reminds me, reminds me a little bit of that Pillow Riley video. But it's just Sorry. like, what did like, you think was gonna happen yeah yeah it's just I, I i don't know what they thought they were gonna get out of it it also wasn't an interview they asked him one question and like he was an insane person and like threatened to murder batman and robin in a song they're like oh my god yeah he's essentially a terrorist like what did you think was gonna happen <laughs> uh and that's the end of the episode yeah because like Harris, like do you think that he could be reformed? You're friends with Commissioner Gordon. Do you think you could tell him? And Bat and Bruce is like, uh, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how it ends. But only women get reformed on this show. Yeah, except for Catwoman. What? A, like I, I'm watching this episode. I'm just like, nothing's happened, and it just kind of stops. Like I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it's one thing to say like. It went by real fast, so it must have not been like terrible, like excruciating. But it's just like I don't know. I wanted to give the first half benefit of the doubt. It wasn't great, but I was like, maybe it'll be interesting by the end. And it just was like less interesting by the end. Cause he's also still extorting them for the exact same amount of money, even though he's like, I can destroy any building I want anytime I want and just kill it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he could have asked for a lot more things. Yes. I don't know. Uh I don't think this is Van Johnson's fault. I just think this character and story is really, really underbaked. Like the core concept, I think, is not super interesting. It's the same thing, kind of, with Archer. Uh, except Archer, they made a lot more like strange acting performance decisions, which I don't think paid off. But at least he was a little more like interesting to watch than this. Yeah, I don't know. I hate the Archer too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying. I also didn't like the Archer, but he's the most easy comparison to have you know yes i yeah. think oh, that oh, did, tell, we're yeah. not we're not happy with this. yeah overall i did not really enjoy this it's not the worst episode we saw because i wasn't like actively bored but i was i was pretty disengaged um but ugh. so here's here here's the thing though so like i was thinking about like what kind of rating i would give him and I want to be a one because he's like so like lame, but like he was baffling Batman at least the first half like a lot, and like oh, that's only like a three, and I was just like, uh, but I don't want to give him. And it really like my heart, he doesn't get more than a one, so I was like, I don't know what to do. But I, I think I don't know. He does trip up himself at the end, and like his scheme, like he accidentally leaves a clue for Batman that was unintentional to like. So Batman was able to like get one over on him, but I don't know. What, what are you thinking? I mean, he he threatens the entire world alone. So yeah. I think maybe he gets a three, right? I don't. I, I think part of the trouble why I'm hesitant for the three then is like I don't really understand how he can do that, and like how is that scalable? like long term like i don't know if he can just turn it all like he has to destroy the city one building at a time or if he can just level it all at once because if it's one building at a time like yeah that could suck but like you would get caught eventually 
And like that doesn't really threaten the world. It threatens that one city. And maybe even just a neighborhood of that city, depending on how good of crime fighters you have. Yeah, but I mean, the stock exchange does affect the entire world. Apparently. I mean, it does. Like, in the real world, if like, I mean, like, that's like... If well, in which case, in which case, he doesn't need to do this crazy building destroying thing because he was just able to manipulate all the stocks the first half. Like, yeah, really, really. it like, is. That's silly. way. That's way more easy and devastating to do. I think. Yeah, it's pretty weird and like it's very contrived. But like, even if we take that part out, like he's still this like electronics genius who's like kind of like toe-to-toe intellectually with batman i do like that it was more of like a battle of wits between the two than yeah, just like, like no one has kind of pushed him that far yeah and it's just I feel a like, shame that the yeah. person who did was yeah was this guy not like the riddler yes <laughs> yeah because i feel like that's that's more the character like the riddler's kind of thing yes exactly uh yeah i don't know if you want to give him a three we can give him a three I think he's. This, I think he's got to be. A, if we're playing fair, even though we yeah. hate this episode, and I hate him. Yeah, that's fine. We can put him. We can put him down as one. Does he ever come back? No. Thank I was him. looking him up. He only has like background cameos and uh, some animated stuff for the '60s show. Cool. Like yeah, he never shows back up. He never speaks again. They never put him in comics. I don't know if he's even in the background of the 66 comics. He must. Because I'm pretty sure the last issue of that has a cameo from every Batman villain, like from the series. Interesting. And the comic series. Maybe we uh, take a dive into those comics soon. I will be honest with you. Watching the shows made me want to reread them. Because I I remember really liking them. But like now, I hadn't really watched the show like like this then. Um, So I probably would pick up on a lot more stuff. Yeah, Yeah, same. Yeah. Because I know I know the bookworm like doesn't show back up in the show, but he's in the comics, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, so some of these villains like I get to kind of see again, like, but now I've like I really appreciate them on a new level. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of like the show exclusive villains. Yeah. I'm like basically for me, it's like anyone who didn't show up in the movie. Yeah. I think it's like, like the those comics were where I kind of like got to know them first before yeah because like like i think we've mentioned on the, the pod a couple of times like I, I watched this as a kid but like i didn't watch it like religiously and like i didn't i know i didn't see every episode but yeah. like i would watch this probably be bored and then go do something else like if i watched this minstrel episode as like a five-year-old oh yeah god i would be yeah. very bored yeah but it's not like it's like oh it could have been the joker or something yeah, because, like, yeah, when you're a kid, you're like, please be the Joker. Yeah. yeah, please be Joker or Penguin or someone more fun. Yeah, and now, like, I'm excited to see, like, new villains. Yeah. Oh God. I know season two's got a lot of them. So far, we're, like, two for two duds for new villains. Yeah, but, like, Catwoman was way better this season than she was the first season. That's true. So, you know, uh, I know next week, or next episode, so it's like a returning new villain, uh, Return of King Tut, which I'm pretty excited about because yeah, I, I liked him first season. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what he gets into this time. I'm sure it'll be Egyptian themed. Hopefully. 
Um, yeah. Anything else to say about barbecued Batman? I'm glad it's over. <laughs> uh, just in real life, this one took a while to get us to record because, like, we both were dealing with various levels of COVID, and it's just like, uh just trying to get it, get them in the can. Yeah. And then it was like, it was, this episode wasn't even like all that exciting to talk about. Definitely not. Yeah. I wasn't like looking forward to it even. Yeah. Whereas if it was like the Catwoman one, I would be excited to talk about because I really, I really liked that one. I think that might be my favorite episode so far. Oh, interesting. I really liked it. And which is funny because Catwoman generally is like not a Batman villain I'm like that into. Yeah, same. Like, like, like just generally like comics and other, like not just like this show or whatever, but um like i like her fine in the 60s show yeah i just think she works better as like a yeah more of a love interest or like an anti-hero i guess yeah and like i do really appreciate her just being a villain in this series though oh yeah i mean that's there's no like gray area yeah. But yeah, like I like Catwoman best in like Batman the animated series. Uh, I mean I, I I there are definitely Catwoman stories I like. I like I liked Gotham City Sirens, which he was like a third of the leads on, like the comic series. Like there, there's stuff I like different interpretations of Catwoman in. I like her in the Harley Quinn show. Um I like her in like Long Halloween, but I like her more as like a supporting character, I think, than like a main character. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about her just, like, in the comics. Like, just because, like, she's, like, changed sides so many times, like... Yeah, it's kind of annoying. It's just, like, ridiculous because, like, she always has to go back to this, like, status quo of, like... That's why I don't generally like Marvel and DC Comics, like, month to month, uh, where it's... Because everyone, no matter what happens... Everyone has to revert back to their like most marketable interpretation, and like that really frustrates me as like a co- monthly comic reader. Now, not saying though that I don't enjoy Marvel or DC comics, like whole like full stop. Like there are definitely stories I like from them. They still publish things I do like, but I don't find the monthly exploits of like their main characters like compelling. And that's just a personal. That's just a personal thing. Yeah, no, I get it, dude. Yeah, like from DC right now, I'm excited for Batman 89 Echoes to keep going, you know? Let's see. What am I excited about? Uh, I guess anything but Minstrel, because we've been talking about Catwoman for almost as long as we've talked about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell you what I'm excited about. I don't really read monthly comics like that. Yeah, I, I... Have mostly transitioned to reading graphic novels, like as they come out, which I just picked up Nimona yesterday, so I'm excited to read that. I really like the movie. I haven't seen it. It's good. Let's see. What am I excited about? I could not tell you. I am excited for King Tut next episode, though. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. At the very least, I think there's going to be some stuff in it that like will be interesting to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Just flipping ahead, I do think we have some like some episodes I do remember and I remember liking are coming up in relatively short order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm still excited for the show. It's just 
I think this season so far has had, I mean, granted, we've only watched six episodes versus how many episodes are in the first season. But I think but it's like, like the first season starts out so strong. Yeah. Like the ratio of hits to duds are like way harder. Like, life. yeah. Way like, more skewed in this one. There's 34 episodes in the first season. I think there was only like two, maybe four that I would be like, yeah, we're pretty bad. Well, let's see. And how many episodes did it take for us to like hit a dud? Let me flip through the episodes. Let's see. First, we had uh, High Diddle Riddle, then Fine Feathered Finks, Joker is Wild, Instant Freeze, Zelda the Great was actually good, another Riddler. Yeah. I guess Mad Hatter, would you call that a dud? Yeah, that was, actually, that was the that was one where I was like, oh, this one is not of the same quality. They were 13 and 14, so not too terribly deep into the season because it was like 34 32 34 episodes uh, but yeah that's like far enough in but we've we've had two-thirds of them so far have been kind of like meh yeah so we'll see what uh what king tut can do yeah the spell of tut is next all right well unless we have anything else we'll catch that, you oh well, yeah do you yeah. have anything else? Sorry. No, I don't have anything else here. Yeah, me neither. I hope everyone just goes and enjoys their day. Thanks for listening to Barbecued Batman with us. And yeah, we'll catch you here for the Spell of Tut. Same Batcast time, same Batcast channel. Yeah.